everybody, and we're back with Michael Schultz. How are you, Michael? Oh, hi, Mike. How are you doing? Pretty good. You've been having some successes with the courts and fines and all sorts of things. What's been going on down there in West Sydney? The judiciary is certainly upsetting a lot more people than they think. It's a real eye-opener for most who attend court to recognise the failures of the judiciary system and the corruption that's going on in the courts there with the judges and the prosecution. Yeah, actually, I've been finding the same thing as I went to the Supreme Court a couple of weeks ago and got my case thrown out by the judge who wouldn't even let me present anything. I actually went in there because I had the Supreme Court accept a case I was bringing against in Victoria and I'd filed an affidavit and a application to add more people to the case. And the two lawyers completely dominated the court wouldn't allow me to talk. The judge wouldn't allow me to talk. And at one stage, she even said that the person that I was trying to prosecute because she works for the city was immune from prosecution. So I held a constitution and I said to the judge, are you saying that she does not adhere to the constitution? And the judge just basically told me to shut up and sit down and do nothing. So then she dismissed the case. The judiciary is out of control and out of law. Just as an example to that, the Judiciary Act 1903, Section 80 says only common law can be practised in our courts, which they don't do. And 67A of the same Judiciary Act says that we are the Commonwealth, we the people of the Commonwealth can actually sue them. It actually has it in the Judiciary Act. So when a judge says he's immune, he ain't, he's not immune at all. And if you read the Crimes Act 1914, it says the same thing. They're not practising and acting as Commonwealth officers. They're actually not judges. They're corporations with the corporate employees and they're all employed by the same employer. So there's a conflict of interest and there's also perverting the course of justice and personating a Commonwealth officer, or one of the main two that we invoice these judges and prosecutions for. And that's why I filed a case in the High Court this week and it's now summoning the Governor-General, the Prime Minister two Supreme Court judges, one county court judge, members of the CDP, the chief of the AFP and a couple of other people. So all in all, I've got 10 people I'm summoning to the High Court now to answer why they have abrogated the Constitution and why the judges are sitting in court without a jury because by the cable principle, which you can look up, The cable principle made it law that if we go to court, it must be before a judge and a jury. The jury are the judges, not the judge themselves. And that's verified by the Federal Act, Applications Act, 1986. Now, this is their their act and Schedule 3, Part 11, the Bill of Rights. If you read the Section 11, it's referring to juries. And it says that juries ought to be duly impaneled and returned, meaning... Mm. Every court case must have a jury in there at 12. Otherwise, it's not a court. It's an arbitrary administration. It's got nothing to do with court. They actually are wrongfully referring to themselves to being a court. They're not, no. And that's why I'm doing this in the High Court, because I was arrested unlawfully, transported, actually, I say kidnapped down to Melbourne, thrown into jail for six days without a trial. And when I went before the judge, there was no jury who then allowed me out on bail. He had no right to do any of that. And the reason why was because I refused to go down to his court in Victoria because I live in Queensland and the crime that I'm accused of but not convicted 
and certainly there's no proof that I did it on purpose. I did it in Queensland. I published an article in Queensland that I had the right to freedom of speech. Yeah, you do. And that's in the Bill of Rights as well. Exactly. So I was put upon by all of these people. So now they're going to have to come to the High Court and answer for this. And we have filed such a strong case that it's going to be very hard for them to refute anything because we've cited yeah. all the laws and we've transferred the penalty into dollars and it's well over $100 million. So yeah. they've got a very serious case to yeah. answer. But yeah. Mate, how are you getting people's fines dismissed from the courts? We're not as successful this year as we were last year. <laughs> the system has adapted. It's more and more automated. The thing is, I know in Revenue New South Wales, the third letter is referencing, it's changing statute rules, road rules, into a criminal action. <laughs> How's that possible? It's like a, if they ever wanted to know what a sovereign citizen was, it's actually them. They're the ones actually behaving just like it. And they're changing their threats to enforce payment on these fines. They're changing from statutes to criminal, which is actually an oxymoron, which is no different than when they call us sovereign citizens. You can't be a sovereign and then also a citizen of their corporation actually doing the same thing. They're using the corporation rules because they're not laws and then referring them to a criminal act, which is actually a common law charge, I guess, if you're a laws, if you want to call it that, which is actually an oxymoron in itself. It's a very hypocritical. And now, a word from our sponsor, who helps keep these podcasts going. Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on Merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. I did find a piece of act, which is their act again, which just proves how the whole system is. It's under the public governance Performance and Accountability Act 2013. I'm going to reference it. It's called under title Rules, D, Delegations and Independent Review, Chapter 4. Independent Review, Part 4 to 3, Part 4 of 3. A guide to this part is Division 2, titled Core Provisions for this chapter. Now, if you read on page 15, the section 2, titled Core Provisions for this chapter, there's 10, 11, and 12 in that. 11 is titled Types of Commonwealth Entities. This is real interesting. Mm. There are, it says there are two types of Commonwealth Entities. A corporate Commonwealth Entity, which is a Commonwealth Entity that is a body corporate, and B, a non-corporate Commonwealth Entity, which is a Commonwealth Entity that is not a body corporate. And then it has a little notation. <laughs> and the notation reads... Corporate Commonwealth entities are legally separate from the Commonwealth, whereas non-corporate Commonwealth entities are part of the Commonwealth. So Which, in their own act, it's yeah. non-royal centred. It actually says that they're actually at the corporate, they're not Commonwealth. Which means that corporate entities can be sued in the courts, and that's what yes. I'm doing. Which is what, I'm yeah. suing the Commonwealth, I'm suing the state of Victoria, and I'm suing the state of Queensland. Yeah. in my high court. So yeah. 
it's going to be very interesting because if I'm successful, then this will change the whole face of the law because basically what it will do is it will force the legal system to get back under the Constitution and start acting lawfully. So it's going to be a big case. Yeah. And I'm out there doing it all yeah. on my own. So if anybody would like to donate, the fees are just to file as 3660 I think it was. But there are other associated costs. So if anybody would like to donate towards my work to get this done, I'm in there on my own fighting for everyone, for Australia. So please help if you can. Doesn't have to be much, but anything that you can donate would be great. Talking of helping people, myself and my mate Peter Gargan and I are also helping people to do the invoice system. So if anybody wants to take some of these people to court, get in touch with me and we'll be able to help you. So if you had a problem with the police, the courts, fines, anything at all, where you've been harmed, then we're the people to talk to. Either Michael or myself will help you with this. So, yeah, let's do it. Michael, I want to thank you very much for your work and for your friendship and your kicking goals, and that's what we need. I'm glad to hear that. I did actually have a good positive feedback yesterday by one of my lit members in Queensland. She actually used my affidavit into court, and she didn't bother turning up, and they actually dismissed a case in yeah. her absence. <laughs> Usually it works the other way. They hold the court, and, but apparently the affidavit was enough to scare them off. Yeah, we're having the same thing with some of the people that we've helped. They've gone into court already, and the magistrate said, why are you here? Case dismissed. Hey, how about that? Yeah. Not bad. It's all about the jurisdiction. If we can focus on the jurisdiction of the court that they summoned you to, then the jurisdiction can't be proven, then that's where they're actually strangled them. I've got a team of a few individuals all around the country and we're putting an affidavit together which you pretty much can submit and not bother turning up for court. So we're working on that. That's our goal. Their Achilles heel, their weakness, is the fact that they are committing crimes and they are not abiding by the Constitution. Yeah. And our Constitution is our common law. Yeah. So we've got them. It's just a matter now of making them understand this and forcing yeah. them back under the law. Yes, these affidavits are finally working in their courts. We've also seen the same thing. Affidavits and letters that we've written to the court now are actually helping our friends and clients get their cases thrown out of court. So we are kicking goals. We are forcing these people to finally accept that they must act within the law. Of course, until we start having jury trials, whatever they do in the courts is illegal. All right, mate, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Thanks for the invite. Bye now. If you're enjoying these podcasts on the bloodyaussiebattler.com, why not become a member to support my work? It's easy. Just click on Join Us and choose the membership level that suits your pocket.